0: What's up guys, it's Ollie from History Profiles and this video will be about Olaf Tryggvason, a man who faced a lot of trials and tribulations in his life, but died a king. Anyway, let's get into the video. The birth of Olaf is surrounded in mystery and the exact date of his birth is unknown. However, we do know that he was born sometime in the 960s in Norway. He was born to a noble woman called Astrid and his father had been killed before his birth. Young Olaf was born in a significant period in Norwegian history, and his life was immediately in grave danger. This is as his father Trigv fought in the battle of Fidijar against the sons of Erik Bloodaxe, but his king, Hakon the Good, was mortally wounded. Trigv was then lured into a trap by Harold Greycloak, the son of Erik Bloodaxe, and was murdered so Harald could establish his own rule over Norway. This is due to the fact that Tryggv was the king of the Vestfold and the Vingelmark and was the grandson of King Harald Fairhair, the first king of Norway. Harald Greycloak and his brothers then seized the Norwegian throne and they wouldn't rest until every family member of Tryggv was killed. Olaf's mother Astrid, knowing only death awaited them in Norway, fled They would travel far to Kiev, where Astrid's brother was in the service of Vladimir the Great, the Grand Prince of Kiev. They would board a merchant ship and travel to Novgorod first, which is one of the oldest historic cities in Russia. However, fate was not with them, and the merchant ship was ambushed in the Baltic Sea by Estonian Vikings. The men on the ship were killed, and the women and children were to be sold into slavery Olaf and his mother were now no one. Their identity had to remain hidden due to them being wanted by the royalty in Norway, and Astrid and her son Olaf went from a noble life to a life of slavery. It is unknown what happened to his mother. Olaf was sold to a man named Klerkon and became his possession. He was no longer royalty, but property. He would constantly be sold as if he were no better than an animal. Clercon sold Olaf to a man named Clerk for a ram, and then he would be sold again to a man named Raes for a fine cloak. He grew up a slave, being one since he was three years old. He was treated as a slave would be, constantly being reminded that he was nothing, being paid with the meals in his belly. He saw life for what it truly was, brutal, every man for himself, and knew the brutality of seeing men being slaughtered since he was an infant, and then the torture of being ripped from his mother's arms and sold. But he still remembered what his mother told him, that he was of royal blood, and he held on to the name of his mother and his father, and thought of them every waking moment. Six years later, he would now be around 10 years old and Sigurd Eriksson travelled to where Olaf resided in Estonia to collect taxes for King Vladimir and he saw the boy Olaf. He noticed the boy was not a native and out of pure curiosity asked who the boy was. The young boy said, I am Olaf, son of Trig Olafsson and Astrid Eriksdatir. Sigurd was absolutely shocked for he had found his lost nephew, as he was the brother of Astrid. He immediately went to Raes, Olaf's owner, and bought him, freeing him from a life of slavery. Sigurd then took young Olaf with him to Novgorod to live under the protection of Vladimir the Great. One day, a young Olaf was walking in the marketplace in Novgorod, where he saw Klerkon, the man who had sold him for a ram. Olaf had seen this man do unspeakable things, and had murdered Olaf's father figure, who had also been sold into slavery. Unable to control his emotions, a fit of rage set among him, and he faced him and swung his axe directly at Klerkon's head, killing him instantly. The young Olaf then fled as he was chased by an angry mob who now knew him as a murderer. Olaf would remain in Russia for nine years, becoming a man in that time, and he used this time to develop his fighting skills in order to become a true Viking. Vladimir even made him the chief of his men at arms, but he became wary of Olaf's popularity, so Vladimir decided to distance himself from him. Olaf, seeing he no longer belonged, decided it was time to seek out his own fortune and let fate decide where to take him. So he set out for the Baltic Sea, where he was made a slave, so many years ago. After leaving Novgorod, Olaf would raid settlements and ports in order to acquire wealth. However, in 982, his ship was caught in the storm and it made port in Wendland. Here, he would meet Gera, the daughter of King Budishlath, who ruled over Wendland. Gera also ruled part of Wendland in order to aid her father, and she offered Olaf to stay for the winter, an offer which he accepted. While he was there in Wendland, he fell in love with Gera and married her. With the winter now over, he decided to go raiding again to Skane and Gotland, in order to amass more wealth. Upon returning to Wendland, his father-in-law, King Bodislaf asked if he would take part in a fight Against the Norse pagan Danes as the Holy Roman Emperor was amassing a great army of Saxons, Franks, Frisians and Wends to fight. Olaf accepted but was conflicted as he was still a pagan. Still eager to impress his father-in-law he went and the Holy Army met the army of King Harold Bluetooth and Hakon the Powerful. They sailed to Jutland with a large fleet and laid waste to the pagan armies there they forced King Harold Bluetooth to convert to Christianity. The time of the pagan and the old gods were now fading. Olaf returned to his wife in Wendland, and his wife Gera would suddenly die. He was distraught, and felt so much sorrow from her death that he could no longer bear to stay in Wendland, so he decided to raid. The thrill of the fight would be the only thing to take his mind off the death of his dear wife. He raided far and wide, from Fria's land to the Hebrides. And after four years of raiding and killing, he landed on one of the Skilly Isles, as he had heard that there was a great seer that lived there. And he was always wondering where fate would take him. He tested the seer, and sent one of his men to pose as him. But the seer was not fooled, and knew it was not him. Olaf knew the tales about the seer were then true and went to see him. The seer then told him, Thou wilt become renowned king, and do celebrated deeds. Many men wilt thou bring faith, and baptism, and both to thy own and others good. And that thou mayst have no doubt in the truth of this answer, listen to these tokens. When thou comes to thy ships, Many of thy people will conspire against thee, and then a battle will follow in which many of thy men will fall, and thou wilt be wounded almost to death and carried upon a shield by thy ship. Yet after seven days thou shalt be well of thy wounds, and immediately thou shalt be baptized." Some of his men were listening in on what the seer was saying, and hearing Olaf would one day become a Christian, they immediately attacked him in a surprise attack. He managed to fend them off, but was badly wounded. Heeding the things the seer said, but barely believing them, he took his words as a sign, and took the leap to abandon the old gods and converted to Christianity. In the year 988, Olaf, with his remaining loyal men, Sailed to England. There he met Gida, the sister of the King of Dublin. Gida was searching for a new husband, and many men had assembled for her hand, but she singled out Olaf. Many men objected, thinking Olaf was a lesser man. A man named Alfvine challenged Olaf and his men to a Scandinavian duel called Holmgang. Olaf and his men would fight Alfvine's men and would best them with the sword and axe. Olaf, now a man of God, made sure not to kill his opponent, now knowing the gift of mercy. Alfvine was told to leave the country and never come back, and Olaf and Gida were then married and they would spend their time in England and Ireland. In the year 995, rumours would rage around Norway of a king in Ireland with Norwegian royal blood. The rumours, of course, were about Olaf. Hakon the Powerful, the ruler of Norway, heard these rumors and sent a man called Thorer, posing as a merchant, to see if he was truly the son of Tryggv Olafsson. Hakon wanted Olaf under his control as he wanted no threats to his rule. However, Thorer met up with Olaf and told him his true intentions. He also told him what was happening in Norway and that Hakon took the daughters of the elite as concubines and would send them home after he grew tired of them. He had also been weakened due to his fighting with the Danish king, as he refused to convert to Christianity. Olaf remembered what the seer had told him, and used this knowledge to seize his opportunity, so he sailed for Norway. By the time of his arrival, many men had already revolted against Hakon, who was now hiding in a pigsty with his slave Kark. The rebels knew of Olaf's heritage and his story, and that he had grown up a slave. All the powerful men that tried to kill him as an infant were now dead, and rebels proclaimed that they had a new king, and that was Olaf. They searched for Hakon, and knew he was residing in a pigsty. Once outside, Olaf shouted, the man who brought him Hakon would have a great reward. Hakon's slave, Kark, then waited till Hakon slept and killed him and brought out his head to Olaf. However, King Olaf did not reward him and instead killed him the same way he killed his master Hakon, by decapitation. After this, he was known as the King of Norway, and Olaf would travel the land to the parts of Norway that were not under the rule of Hakon, and those other lands would swear allegiance to him. He demanded that they all be baptized and they reluctantly agreed. Thus the old gods faded away into nothing but memory. In the year 997 Olaf founded his seat of government in Trondheim and he would promote Christianity throughout his reign and even baptized the explorer Leif Erikson, the first European to set foot in North America. Olaf's ambition was to rule a united Christian Scandinavia and in that he generally had success. Pagan temples were torn down and churches erected in their stead. Olaf sent word that he was interested in marrying the Queen of Sweden called Sigrid but she was a pagan and refused him. Instead he married King Sven's sister Tyra who was an ex-wife of his former father-in-law. King Budislav. Olaf's first wife Gira and his second wife Gaida brought him wealth and good fortune, but his last wife Thyra was his undoing. Thyra began to complain as she'd left the dowry her brother Sven Forkbeard gave her in Wendland, and since her brother Sven didn't approve of her abandoning her ex-husband King Budislav, he refused to help her retrieve the dowry. Thyra begged Olaf to accomplish this task, and always keen for an adventure, and maybe wanting to show his old father-in-law the king he had become, he gathered his warships and went on an expedition to Wendland. In the summer of the year 1000, he set out with a large number of ships and men. The reunion with his father-in-law was one of peace, and he reclaimed his wife's dowry. However, Not all was well for Olaf, as the rival Scandinavian kings plotted against him. Sven Forkbeard formed an alliance with King Olaf of Sweden and the Norwegian Jarl Erik. The three leaders met and waited for Olaf Trygvaxvon's return to Norway, planning to ambush him. The ambush took place near Svold, an island near Denmark. And soon after being spotted, the Battle of snold took place. Ships would ram into each other, and men would die by the sword. Olaf managed to repel his attackers, but erik's ship rammed into his magnificent boat called the Long Serpent, and him and his crew knew death awaited them. Olaf and his men could no longer see Valhalla, and instead of standing and fighting, they all jumped overboard. Olaf had lost his kingdom. Most likely, Olaf drowned and died in his armour. However, legends say that he survived and embarked on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land to atone for his sins as a young Viking where he would raid and pillage for wealth. But if he lived, he never came back to Norway and lost everything. Thanks for listening to the video, guys. If you enjoyed it, make sure to like, subscribe and share, and I'll see you all next time for another video.